Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about holistic SEO, how you can get results by creating the right strategy. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Firuz Koke. How are you? Thank you, Anatoly. I'm good and it's been a long while. I'm so happy to see you and I'm excited for this show. Yeah, it's our third episode. I got a lot of value from our previous discussions. That's why I decided to invite you more share more oh, value yeah. i love it value is fuel of my business of my skills and uh, before we start just remind our audience about yourself about your business background and why you pay so much attention to holistic seo yeah sure uh so i was very early in uh internet marketing and also creating um big internet projects i started in turkey and um we just created a website a big website for turkish government and we sold it out and we started affiliate marketing in uk and us and uh then we um establish a software company in order to help affiliate marketers uh, to aggregate their revenue information. And then, you know, the story goes on like this, but finally, I just want to go back to the basics and um, I wanted to explore more about SEO because SEO is always in my heart, but my team and my uh, business setup was not really ready for yet. Um, but now I am a solo entrepreneur and I'm so in love with um, SEO in a holistic way because SEO just, you know, complements and contains everything about marketing. So I, if we can communicate it right, I think all the business owners will get some value out of it. Nice, nice, awesome. Love it, love it. I want to start from the first question about creating the right strategy because I still see webmasters who open keyword research tools. I share some rush, Uber suggests, it doesn't matter. Just keyword research tools, see high volume keywords and can feel, wow, I want to get this traffic, I want to take it. But in the first stage, competition. Now, uh, for example, if I take a keyword SEO, I need to compete with Neil Patel, Moas, many great brands, big websites that deserve this authority to be in the top 10. The second, it doesn't mean that I can sell by having this keyword, uh, because uh, if I sell SEO services, that means it's hard for me to get uh, sales by having this keyword. Can you tell how to create the right strategy, how to find keywords that will actually sell? Because I see when people think about traffic, I don't care about traffic. I don't care about traffic if I can't sell. So any tips about that? Exactly, exactly. So I think the conversion is a, a key or critical element in it. It's not on the traffic. Um, there is this illusion for many of the business owners that traffic is the critical element. If we get enough traffic, we can sell it. No. So that's where SEO comes in, in a holistic way, because SEO is not only finding keywords and cre creating strategies around keywords and, you know, getting traffic to your site. But if they land on your site in any way, in through SEO or AdWords or, you know, any social media traffic, whatever, 
But if you don't give them the content they are looking for, and if you cannot communicate in the right way that shows that you understand their problem and you are here to solve their problem, not sell something. So I think the idea should have to change. Conversion is it sounds a very material world, but actually it encompasses the compassion and the passion to communicate with the client and really give them what they really need, not what I created. So I think that's the problem and where holistic SEO just, you know, really important in that sense, because there, as you said, tons of keyword tools, you can go there and find the keywords and competitors. But if you don't really understand your uh, brand, if you don't really understand your uh, audience, uh, what are you going to do with the traffic that's at your site? They don't convert. So I think that's, mm -hmm. that's my yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, when we had our uh, first and second episode, uh, the world didn't know anything about ChatGPT. Yeah, AI, AI tools uh, existed, but uh, ChatGPT changed the game. And today it's a regular tool for most content creators. I use daily ChatGPT because this tool can help to edit my content. Uh, I want to ask you about translation. You know, I check out ChatGPT to translate text uh, to Ukrainian and Russian language. To uh, And I found its quality. I don't need to pay for translation anymore because I can get really quality content. What do you... Do you think about Turkish? Have you tried to translate from English to uh, Turkish? Because uh, Turkey is a big market and uh -huh. a lot of great SEO specialists are there. So uh, for companies that have multi-language uh, uh, pages, uh, what do you think? Is it a good idea to translate with ChatGPT? Yeah, well, um, so I, I did not try, to be mm -hmm. honest. But yeah. uh, I have a lot of, you know, trials and errors with ChatGPT in different ways. Um, so let's say that ChatGPT is great in translating um, the content English from Turkish, but there is a problem. Turkish culture is different than the American culture. And Turkish, uh, the way you need to communicate with the Turkish people or your target market is different than your target market in the, um, not in the sense that what they need, but in the sense that who they are, demographics and their background and their, you know, cultural values and the use of words, they're completely different. You can make a great translation, but that translation could not speak to Turkish people. So that's, you know, when we really need to be vigilant and on top of everything. Um, just to go and edit that content and also how are uh, Turkish, you know, profiles, buyer personas, and then uh, our messaging, how we, you know, which tone of voice or what kind of words just really resonate them. So if we just harmonize that translation with those, you know, 
factors, then I think we we will win. Definitely mm-hmm. we will win because then we find a way to really communicate with them. Um, the, you know, the reason why I'm saying it, um, you know, I've been helping uh, content creation. I'm not really creating it, but uh, sometimes I just need to help the content creators, you know, how to write. So then I just, you know, go and try ChatGPT over and over again. And what I find is, you know, ChatGPT is a language-based structure. So this means that it always tries to predict the next word. So it's word by word. It's not like, you know, uh, there's no consciousness, there's no understanding, there's no background or anything like that. What they did, what it does is always try to estimate what comes next. So this creates, this is a pattern and it's kind of, you know, mathematical equation and in reality it is. So when you try to create content, similar subjects, you find out that the content comes in the same pattern over and over again. The words are not, you know, really repeating, but the pattern is repeating. So that makes it really boring and you understand that, oh, there's something unnatural about this. So even, you know, you have great content, you really need to go and make your, you know, judgment and additions and all that stuff. So uh, ChatGPT is a great tool, but only we use it in the right way or, you know, any uh, AI tool. And, and mm-hmm. before that, we have Jarvis and still we have or Rider. Uh, so we already got those content creation tools, uh, but ChatGPT just you know makes it to uh, make a higher level. So uh, in any way, we get used to those type of tools. But what we need to do is just to not to rely on uh, what it gives us, but you know uh, have fun with yeah. it and just add, subtract, or edit whatever you you know whatever important. Yeah. Great points. Yeah, great points. I agree. I I couldn't agree more because people, uh, even if you have the best translation, doesn't mean that uh, it relates to different mentality, different culture, different people. Yeah. Um, yeah, great point. I need to think about that. Okay. Uh, you mentioned about uh, pouring content. You remind me, Jim Edwards. Uh, I spoke with him on my podcast. He worked in Business Insider for 10 years. Uh, he started on this company from scratch. Then the company was sold for $500 million. Uh, good success, well-known company. And he told me, the success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. Because business is boring, but uh, Business Insider found the way how to okay. entertain audience. Because you can share value a lot of value but if it's boring people leave it you know nobody cares about uh, uh, wasting their time with boring content we can see this issue on youtube when 80 percent of people can bounce in the first 20 seconds the same with yeah. website content uh, bounce rate is high uh, uh, social media it doesn't matter 
So can you tell how to create non-boring content? Because you mentioned that you can help with content creation process. Your tips how to how to do it right. Yeah. So you know it depends on which vertical you are working for. Um, if it's a, a you know something law about you know now I'm helping a company uh, for let's say personal injury uh, accidents in New York City. So, you know, this is a very serious conversation and you should be very uh, meticulous and very um, true and give facts. So in that sense, you know, when I create a content strategy for that for that piece only. I just try to give people necessary information. And when I'm doing it, I just give them, hey, this is an article, but in this article, I have going through all these subject matters. So I make it easier for them to read. But if it's an entertainment, you know, if it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's, games or something like that, then you should find ways to really make people smile. So then your creativity needs to go to visit, you know, what is making people smile and how can I use it in a very natural way and in a very, in a way that I can communicate with my audience in, in the right way. Um, it just, you know, it all depends. So I'm sorry, I, I said that it depends. And so many of the SEO um, experts say it depends. But really, we are working with a wide variety of subject matters. So uh, depending on which sector we are working for, we just need to be uh, very vigilant. Any other thing, the other example, um, another client, is um, selling carports or, or patio covers, aluminum patio covers. And so then I have to give people a lot of pictures and those pictures needs to be very crisp and sharp and, you know, beautifully uh, shot. And so that I can really just attract people to my website I make them stay and on the other side it's not only pictures pictures is the first way to let them uh, get their eyeballs you know bigger and then I need to give them some necessary information hey this is aluminum cardboard but this is um, sturdy this is you know no rust or uh, heat resistance and all that, you know, factors about it. Um, yeah, I, I just say it, it, it's very important in which vertical you're working, you just need to go and run a research of other what other companies are doing and how they're communicating and how you can make the differentiation in your tone of voice and uh, communication style. But still, you need to stay in line with what the that industry or vertical just tells you, you know, you can't overdo it. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I know why SEO experts reply, it depends, because 
it depends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends it, on many factors. <laughs> yeah, I know it's cliche, but it's just, you know, we just uh, use it again and again. <laughs> yeah, I have the question about, okay, uh, I will not touch more about content creation process. Uh, the last time I found that all writers, all, everyone use uh, chat GPT or any other AI tools. Uh, uh, but you know, for me, AI is the best rewriting tool ever. Rewriting, mm -hmm. not writing. Google yeah. wants something new. It's not only about Google. Users need something new, valuable. Yeah. Uh, because if they get totally the same content, rewritten, 100% uniqueness according to some tools, but it again, it's uh, the same, similar content. Can you tell how to find the balance between using and overusing AI? Because many content creators overuse. It doesn't matter if, uh, for example, I cooperate with specialists who write for Forbes, Bloomberg, Investopedia, great websites, and all of them use AI. I usually tell them, please, yes, I can't deny. We have this tool. You can use it, but don't overuse. <laughs> Any tips about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I totally get what your point is. Um, it is, as I said, it's all about which vertical you're, again, which vertical you are working and what are the, the best ways to communicate uh, with the clients in, in that vertical. So maybe it's, a, again, pictures, maybe it's videos, maybe it's just, you know, really straightforward facts and all that stuff. So when you go to ChatGPT, you just create content um, or ask for prompt a content, you know, writing um, by giving the factors. And then you just sit down and read over and over again, because you really need to make sure that whether it's the right way to communicate with your uh, with your audience, and you know, actually, even before uh, ChatGPT, I remember a time. So I started my career as a uh, in the banking sector, and I was writing um, daily um, bulletins for the C level executives about the financial markets. Uh, what is going to happen, and and at the end of the day, what happened, what really happened. And then I found out that, you know, every day, actually, I we are, I'm just writing the same words, but only changing the numbers. Or sometimes, you know, the, the nuance of the day was different, but then the words that I'm using, almost similar that I used a month ago. Uh, so even as a human being, we are repeating ourselves, you know, without ChatGPT. So we and I try to make a difference, uh, a different way of writing. But then people get so uh, they said, no, we like the, you know, the previous way. So, you know, for financial sector, that's OK, really, because what you're dealing with is numbers and also the trends and the ups and downs in the financial markets. But if you're writing about 
on a very uh, sensitive subject, emotional subject matter, or some sign. Again, scientific could be repetitive uh, because of the structure of the you know science. There are the facts, but when it goes to you know emotional type of content, you just really need to find very creative ways. You know, not only writing, but can you can I add any type of widget? You know, just as I don't know um, any like um, surveys or polls and just to make it more attractive. Um, so I think it's something in you know, a repetitiveness is a general problem even before ChatGPT, but now we need to be more vigilant. The reason why I'm saying is because everyone is using ChatGPT. So ChatGPT has a formulation of creating sentences and you know the other sentence. So if everyone creates the content in the same way by asking ChatGPT different prompts, but well, at the end of the day, it will give you similar results. So everywhere you look at, you see the same content, you know, in competitors, in the other websites, whatever. So I think that's a danger. That's we what we really need to focus and see um, what's going on in the market and how repetitive it is and how repetitive we are. Um, and yeah, it, it's a kind of a difficult time. You know, it's it's so much fun. Yes, use it and create content in an instant, but um, it just it has some detrimental impacts in the in the long run not in the long run in the midterm i don't think mm -hmm. that it will survive like this mm -hmm. yeah nice nice you mentioned that you started in uh working in bank yeah i did the same because oh I, my goodness yeah i graduated with financial education then i worked in free banks uh after and yeah i got it it's not my way where i, I want to go so yeah yeah I, I quit and started my first uh, financial company and that was good success uh, okay. sometime. Uh, but in 2008, everything changed when the world crisis destroyed my company, oh <laughs> smashed my all my investments. But, you know, I got experience. I, yeah. No, I, I do, uh, today uh, I can feel that was a good experience. Uh, even... Um, I'm glad that I got this experience because yeah. uh, in some time I got it that I didn't uh, develop myself. Uh, I got like stagnation uh, and uh, finance is not my the best way where I want to go. Uh, so I switched You're to... You're a creative uh, person. Finance is <laughs> not your way. I, I totally get you. Finance doesn't allow you to be creative and really, you know, open-minded. There are some rules. You should abide by the rules. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have the question about the possible future of AI. Your prediction, you know, yesterday I spoke with uh, Jeff Coyle. He uh, is co-founder of Market Muse, uh, one of the well-known AI yeah. companies. Uh, and he told me that the future uh, looks like will be three types of companies. Companies that develop AI, companies that 
adapt AI and obsolete companies <laughs> who can <laughs> leave the trade. Uh, and what do you think about AI? Uh, you know, uh, because uh, Jeff Jeffrey Hinton left Google to inform the world uh, about the dangers of AI. Um, he yeah. uh, worked in Google for many years. Uh, I don't remember exactly, like 20 years to develop yeah. this technology. And he left Google just to inform the world it's dangerous because yeah. AI will change environment. I don't know what kind of future will be, Terminator, Matrix, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But um, uh, I saw another trend when Elon Musk signed this paper with thousand other uh, entrepreneurs to procrastinate uh, AI development, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, nobody cared about that. And after that, he bought uh, expensive equipment to develop AI yeah. on Twitter. And he uh, told many times that AI can be dangerous for human being, but I think he can't stop the process. It's impossible to stop the process. Today, uh, AI is everywhere. If even the US government will decide to uh, procrastinate, China's government, uh, other governments, uh, countries will do it. So, yeah, we can't stop this process. What do you think? What kind of future will be in AI and your prediction uh, or uh, tips how to adapt today to this possible future? Um, that's a very difficult question. And, you know, um, I'm working in a co-working space and this is a subject matter of our our everyday conversation and nobody really can <laughs> and answer it but um what i'm you know if I, you ask me what i'm feeling like um so before that we have software development and software developers and we know that during the software development there are biases because every developer put um the solution in a way that they understand it or what they're um, skewed through. So when you, let's say you are, uh, again, another, it, it's an accounting company and you created a software for the accounting company with your software uh, developers and you bring it in front of the, uh, the you know, accounting company, their clerks and all normal everyday people and they see it and they, they couldn't understand it because it's not designed through considering through, you know, their needs and their way of understanding or their way of seeing things. And, you know, this is an ongoing problem all over the time. So it's the same. Um, in a way, AI is built with lots of biases. We don't know what are uh, the, you know, how the processes anymore. Even uh, Sundar Pichai, he, he just said, you know, we don't know what the algorithm is going to make or how it reacts to different things because now algorithm predicts itself. So algorithm on top of algorithm. So in that sense, really, we don't know what will happen. And um, that's one thing. And the other thing is AI has been built up 
by mining all the information I can say on on my side, on your side, on a newspaper, on a research paper, whatever. So there is this, you know, uh, copyright issue because, and also, you know, um, there's this privacy issue. Italy just said, you know, a couple of months ago, said ChatGPT, stop it in Italy because uh, you're using some sensitive, you know, data or information, or you know, you're not abiding rules of the privacy. So Europe, and then they have just kind of settlements. So again, ChatGPT is uh, functioning in in Italy, as I as far as I know. Um, so Europe is in a way uh, one or two step further of us. Uh, they care about the consumers and you know the privacy. So GDPR is their um, invention in a way, and keeping all the websites responsible from you know GDPR. So we have also its resemblance in the U.S. Um, so you know there are these problems. It's not easy to sort it out in one day. We need to, and also this um, stopping AI for six months. For what? Do you put any, you know, any goals? Do you set any goals? Like, you know, hey, we, we're going to um, create consortiums and, you know, or, or people, different areas come together. We will discuss. We will discuss a bit public and we will discuss the problems. And, uh, and also maybe we can work with the government for the regulations. No, I mean, if you don't do that, then... What is the meaning of stopping? It's like a, a you know, a marketing gimmick. It, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not, you know, sold out to this idea of stopping it. And especially Elon Musk, he said, I signed this letter and then immediately he had his own uh, AI company. It's just, you know, um, and as I think as consumers, we are letting them to use our data for what? to get some information from the internet, you know, free use of information. So maybe this idea should be revisited. Maybe something needs to be, you know, um, needs to be really paid. We, we consumers pay in order to see it and they need to pay in order to create content by using other people's data. Maybe this, you know, free, free idea is not a valid idea anymore. So maybe I'm too philosophical i'm sorry if i i know that this is an seo thing but it's just you know something that i want to maybe uh put out yeah. in the you world. know you know i i think it's better if uh the government will regulate ai not ai will regulate the government <laughs> exactly because we are going through that process you know it's just ai will consolidate lots of things you know and and we are, you know, going through kind of financial crisis with the, you know, uh, Silicon Valley Bank and uh, First Republic Bank. And I don't know what will happen next, you know. So then the big guys come and buy, but the, you know, the little guys and then the more consolidating power, more, I, I, I really don't know, but but I'm not, you know, pessimistic. I'm optimistic because humankind, uh, even though we are too much, too many people on earth, but 
we find that we have always crises all over the you know centuries and then seems like it was a doomsday coming and then but there is this common sense and understanding and the community values in one way come up and just really work out so so i'm optimistic really i i believe that people will understand what's going on and really say hey we don't want it and as at the same time government will it not only u.s government all over the world the governments will find a way to work it out we need to find a way to work and use of this technology for good things for science technology and all that stuff but not you know making everything so easy and so quick uh, where is a curiosity left you know where w- humankind is all about curiosity and you know um, challenges so if you just make everything too easy what's going to be challenging for me I, it's not like you know everybody says oh AI will take jobs and people get more creative or AI will you know just you know I can work two hours a day and the rest of the time creativity what what are you gonna create you know if Everything is about eight hours or six hours a day created. What are you going to create? It's just not making any sense. We need to be really um, careful about what we are thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, uh, I think AI will take jobs that uh, from people who didn't adopt AI. So it's time. It's a good time to adopt it. But yes. if you ignore so ai will replace a hundred percent not ai uh, people who adopt ai can replace because of uh, yeah uh, providing things uh, faster and even quality because ai can mm-hmm. help to create quality uh, i have the question about seo mistakes uh, you know mm-hmm. i made a lot of seo mistakes i keep doing them i i don't know another way how to learn because i usually start from best practices generic strategies then i fail uh feel bad for some time then i can go ahead to learn from them how to improve to adapt can you list mistakes that companies still do in seo and your tips how to find a much better way oh yeah so companies and you know startups they especially startups they were so excited about you know what's going on and you know they want to have seo yes we should do that and and then you make your research and come up with a report hey you should do that you should do this and this will take time so that comes very scary i guess for them they just digress and they say oh we can't do this oh it's too long or it's you know something so you know number one mistake is not really thinking about seo as a long-term strategy and as a very solid and sturdy one um because quick uh fixes doesn't make any sense if you only do adverts or you know social media channels and without any real content or real website um, 
But what you can do is you can combine uh, the efforts of SEO and also AdWords if you have budget or uh, social media. Um, but it's it could in social media it could also be organic. There are lots of ways of creativity. Um, so number one is just to be afraid of uh, the long term issues um, or long term results. Um, the other mistake is uh, keyword reports are great, but having only a keyword report and just ignoring the um, buyer persona, um, branding, and the way you you know set up the communication channel with your uh, audience and demographics and all that stuff. Um, if you don't combine them all together, keywords doesn't make any sense. Then keywords becomes a very mechanical and, you know, digital way of like, you know, 1010 is a pattern because keywords are patterns. Keywords alone not really talk to the emotions or, um, yeah, the values, the culture of the your audience. So you really, if you want to sell, oh, the other thing is um, that I want to share, people or um, companies, developers or um, startups fell, fall in love with what they do. And I can understand that because I was there. I was a startup. I had startups too. And just be because they can do something technically possible doesn't mean that your audience will going to embrace it. Your clients will going to embrace it. So they just go so deep down, you know, what they can do. And yeah, technically that could be a perfect um, solution, but it doesn't make any sense for your audience. So and then they, they could not believe it. They say, oh, we did everything. It's a perfect, you know, product. And why did it not happen? Because your audience doesn't need that product. You should listen to your audience. You should have your, you know, compassion and uh, really understand their feelings. So you need to just really discover the everyday life of your audience and just really um, understand them or try to understand them. Not you can really understand it, but you can, you know, have an affinity about it. And then you can say, oh, yeah, this technically possible, but doesn't make any sense for my audience. So I'm going to do this instead of doing that technical, um, my technical um profoundness so you know ego is also um in the um in in the realm so we just you know we just need to understand our audience that's the key or critical strategy i guess nice nice yeah i agree uh, if you don't understand the audience you can't succeed because uh today uh People uh, never consume content 
if uh, this content is not related to their interest. They can find your competitors who can provide a better job. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I remember many years ago, like 10 years ago, when the competition was low, I didn't consider uh, my audience. Today, I can't ignore the audience yeah. because of com com competitors, because competitors can uh, provide much faster and better results. That's why, yeah. I must sorry, Anatoly, but I, was, I must congratulate, congratulate you. It's hard to say. Congrats. Because yeah. you really, you know, listen to your audience. And when you create content, you know, the video content, the blogs and, you know, whatever you do or, you know, your LinkedIn, you really, I, I see you, you really are, you really is there. It's hard to tell, but um, you show yourself and you make uh, contribution, really understand the subject matter, not you say, oh, congrats, you know, it's a great work or something that you really consume the content and then, you know, show, pay effort and then, you know, make a comment. So that's valuable. And, and I really, you know, admire you. So that's everybody should follow you really you know yeah. your footsteps are really uh inspiring yeah thank you thank you yeah i think you know it's better to follow someone if you like content me someone else but uh for example i have my loving offers uh sometimes i disagree that's okay you know so you yeah. can follow someone else so yeah to find your loving offers uh and my final question to you about uh how to learn seo you know it's interesting i created a course with plus 20 top uh, experts including lily ray jeff coyle yeah. mike phillips uh, great experts and i found uh all of them see seo in different ways uh in most cases because of experience they have different experience different strong sides. SEO is huge, so we can yeah. adapt different strategies. Uh, can you tell for someone who started to learn from scratch SEO, uh, if you start to learn SEO from scratch, what will you mm -hmm. do today to learn more about SEO? Yes, so great question. Uh, and by the way, all questions are so great because I just, uh, well, spill it out. <laughs> I find my, my platform, yes. Um, so what can I say? Well, first, what anybody can do is just go to any resource, any, you know, course, whether it's paid or it's, you know, uh, it's free, just read as much as possible. And also, there are some very simplistic ways to have to give a good start. Go to edX or Coursera and take some of the uh, SEO courses there. They are very uh, elementary in a way, but they give you a good starting point. And the good part is if you pay just a very little money, like $45 or something like that to get a certificate, then you can... Uh, they assign you, they give you assignments and then you have to really work on it. So it's an exercise. It's not only reading or listening. Then you really apply what you learned. 
and then sent assignments, you got grades, and then, you know, boom, you got the certificate. But of course, it's not enough. So what they can do after this step, they, need, they can find themselves mentors. And with mentors, they can discuss anything, any point that they are stuck in or they ask them, you know, depending on their uh, arrangement with the mentors, paid. there are resources on the internet for paid mentors. Sometimes they are, you know, uh, they just want to give back to their community. So sometimes they don't charge anything. And, you know, after this stage, you just kind of learn intricacies little by little, but in a very, you know, solid way, then what I can say is uh, start looking for some opportunities out there. Ask your friends, hey, do you know anybody who needs SEO? And, and we're, you know, be careful about whether you do local SEO or an SEO for a general company, because local and uh, general companies, um, uh, principles are different in a way, you know, the same um, facts, but in a different principle. Yeah, in different principles. Um, so decide on that and then try to find a, a client and don't ask too much money because the important thing is just to get that client and, you know, you work, you learn. And again, you ask your mentors, hey, I did this this way. What do you think? Should I change it? Or what are your uh, comments on it? And then, you know, grow like that. And of course, follow you. Follow all the podcasts. There are lots of amazing podcasts on Stitcher or Apple, iTunes, whenever, wherever you go. And YouTube videos. And um find the best, um, as you say, Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, and um, other leaders in this uh, vertical in SEO. And just be open to learning and don't afraid of making mistakes because even the best SEOs could make mistake because every day, the things are changing. The conditions are changing. Look at, we are at an AI, you know, age. So AI's um, reality is different than before. We don't have any uh, AI. So, you know, that's life. Just communicate with your client in a very positive way. Don't afraid. And just, yeah, just go for it. Nice. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You need to practice and yeah, uh, I started from low payments as well. So yeah, my first payment like $200, yeah. not bad at that yeah. time, so, <laughs> but uh, uh, how I can charge more uh, without experience? Yeah, because SEO yeah. is, it's not about knowing how to find keywords. It's more about how to find the right keywords, <laughs> how exactly. to create the right content. Uh, yeah. yeah. I completely agree with that. Uh, it's a big pleasure. 
again and again to speak with you to because you share a lot of valuable insights tell our Thank audience you. the best way how to keep learning from you how to follow you how to reach out to you oh um they can find me on twitter at firuze uh, underscore blogger or uh they can just go firuze.blog uh, i have my blog um yeah, and if anybody has any questions or need mentoring, I would happy to offer it. Um, I would love to help people. You know, that makes me so happy. And I think emotionally, and uh, I'm really thrilled by it. And it's an honor to you know, step up here and talk with you, invited as a guest to your um, podcast or live stream. Um, I, I really enjoy our conversation and thank you for the great questions, Anatoly. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time, for all this valuable insights. Guys, you need to follow Firos on Twitter because you can see a lot of value. You can find the links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time.